0: Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, the offering disappeared. Hey, uh, lift up uh, one more time, stand up to your feet real quick. Hallelujah. Say, Father, I'm ready today. I want more of the Holy Ghost. I want more of the Holy Ghost. Now I want you to close your eyes, open up, lift your hands up, open up your mouth, and take a big deep breath. And go, "Ha, ha, ha ha ha. Now do it again. Take a deep breath. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. You know why? You can go ahead and be seated. You know why I ask you to do that? Thank you. I received that, brother. Thank you. You know why I ask you to do that? Because, you know, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Rejoicing is the act of faith that you do, uh, manifesting the joy that is in your heart as a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you something about fruit. Fruit are, fruit are not character developments, Fruit are supernatural, just as supernatural as the gifts. By the way, we've we've made the the, the fruit into uh, a character development lessons, and that's not accurate. That's not true. You abide in the vine, things happen. Things come out of your life, and and God says they're in there. God says they're in there, and they need to get developed and they need to grow. Uh, but it but it is, comes from abiding in the vine. So I always encourage people to to rejoice, to laugh. Because, uh, because the Bible, when it, when it used that term, the joy of the Lord is your strength out of Nehemiah 8.10, it also said, eat the fat, drink the sweet. Right. That means a, a celebratory atmosphere is to be in your life. You know, heaven is celebrating. Heaven is not crying. I'm telling you, heaven is not crying. You know, I've had the privilege of being around people that have died before they actually died, old people. And, man, they would hear things and see things. And, you know, when you're a pastor and you pastor as long as we have, you're around people when they leave the earth. And, uh, man, some of them, they see things, they hear things. And one of the things that's real clear is, man, there is a lot of noise going on in heaven, and it's all good. It's a big old celebration up there. And Jesus said what? Thy kingdom come. He taught us to pray. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now I want you to put your hands on your body. Say, Father, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, some of us are looking out here and trying to want to see the kingdom of God. Let's start right here in this earth. Amen. We have this treasure in a what? Earthen vessel. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. That means we can we can lean over into the flow that God has for us, no matter how we've been feeling in the natural. I'm going to tell you, you can, you can learn this. I know I'm already preaching, but you can get off into this. Man, I'm telling you, whatever's going on in your life in the natural, you don't have to bend your tree toward that. If it, is not, if it is not in agreement with what the, what the Word of God says and the nature of God that you know is, uh, is speaking to you, you need to bend your tree the other way and act like something else is going on. I'll tell you, when, when uh, Pastor Ziggy was with us just uh, uh, at the first part of December, uh, there was something that was said that I heard Ayla uh, had said you know about being sick. You know, sick people don't stay or heal people don't stay in bed. And boy, the moment that was repeated to me, it was like, boy, that is right. That is absolutely right. So you know what? This morning when I got up sick, this morning when I got up with a splitting headache and wanting to throw up and feeling like I was going to pass out, (laughs) I decided that's not the direction I'm going to go. Well, what if you go to church and something happens? Well, I'd rather it happen here than anywhere else. If I killed over and died right here, I expect you to raise me back up, amen. If I'm at the hotel and I kill over, I don't know that the cleaning lady knows that. Amen. Oh, amen. Oh, that's right. Hallelujah. Take a deep <laughs> thank you, brother. Take a deep breath and go, ha ha ha. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. See, we're already touching it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> all right, before I get started here, I want to invite my uh, beautiful wife, Pastor Tammy, to come up here and just share with us a moment what's on her heart. I think there are things stirred up inside of her. Uh, I've already. I've... I'll tell you why I know that because last <laughs> night we're trying to go to bed. This is, this is what happens to us. We, one of us gets off in the spirit and we crawl in the same bed, and the other one that's dead dog tired goes, I can't sleep now. I'm all, I'm all caught up in what's going on in your life. And last night, man, it's like 2 in the morning. She goes, I'm wide awake. I'm wide awake.
1: <laughs>
2: I, I've been up here since 730. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I just appreciate you guys letting us come. And, uh, and, yeah, that does happen to us when the anointing is on one or the other. We can't sleep. He's literally said, would you get out of bed? Would you move? Go pray or something. <laughs> We feel it radiating Uh, (laughs) off of each other there. That's a good place to be in your marriage. I want to tell you, we hadn't always been there. But if you'll keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on at it, keep on. Don't give up on it. Don't give up on it. Especially you got a man of God, a woman of God. You know, and y'all are both serving God. Stay with it. Uh, so, But what I was thinking of is uh, laying aside every weight and sin that this so easily besets us and just different things that come at us. And, and uh, I don't know that it's necessarily for here, for, day, for t- today, for this, but uh, it's time. It's time to lay aside the things of the world that entangle us up and hold us back and keep us from serving God like we should serve God. It's just, it's time. Amen? Amen. So I just appreciate the Spirit of God moving like He has in the services and through the other ministers. And uh, it's, it's been powerful. I appreciate you all so much. Thank you for letting us come. God.
0: <laughs> Thank you, sugar. <laughs> Thank you, sugar. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, we, uh, uh, me, me and Tammy, we, we, uh, we met each other before we were serving the Lord. She wasn't a Christian. I was a, a, uh, a Christian acting like a backslider. <laughs> but, uh, but a few years later, we bumped into each other at church, and uh, she had come from Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. She had been living up there and came home. And uh, went to jewelry school down at Paris Junior College, and, and we met in church. And uh, you know, there was just something happening. God just brought us together. But you know, we, we went through the, the stuff. Of, uh, of, of having past experiences, so we had kind of our list and things like that. But, you know, we really both had the same, same kind of standard. We both had to be passionate about, about the things of the Spirit. We both had to be that passionate about our relationship with God. And we knew our personalities weren't the same. But, boy, we centered everything in the things of God. And, and, and there is something to having the same level of passion for the things of God. I mean, we we don't miss church. We we read our Bible faithfully, we pray, we believe God, we talk faith, we live that, we give, we gen- we forgive. We don't just give, we forgive. Amen. And uh, we learn we learn to to forgive each other and and get along. We learn how to 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 pray one for another and trust God together. And God, God taught us something a long time ago. He said, You know, when you dwell with each other rightly, like like First Peter says, there's something called the grace of life that comes upon. Your home comes upon your marriage. The grace of life. I think a lot of families are missing the grace of life today because they're not, they're not working together. They're not walking together in, in arenas that they should. And I want to encourage you. You want to have that as a goal in your life. I want that grace of life working in my life, in my home, in my marriage like God has designed it to work. Because I'm telling you, that will cause you to get over the top on everything that's going on in your life. Amen. No matter, no matter what you have to face, we've understood. We've watched it. God will just carry us over the top over and over again. Hallelujah. So we we can't help but be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm blessed. How about you? I want to say thank you so very much to your pastors, Pastor Ziggy and Annie for uh, taking care of us so wonderfully. And all of you folks, you have just been so wonderful and loving us and caring for us. And we are home. We feel like we are home every time we come in here. Uh, and it's like we, we love watching the growing, and we feel like we're growing with you together. We came to these meetings, not, not to just minister. We came to these meetings to get involved and to get in the flow of what God was doing here. We came down here saying, we want, we want God to touch our life. And you know what? God has done that. God has ministered to us, and uh, we are so grateful to get to share that experience with you here at Winters Church. And I'm going to tell you what, the best is yet to come. 2023 is going to be, (laughs) it's it's your year, man. I'm telling you, it's the year of of completion. Praise God. Let's make that declaration. 2023 2023. is our year of completion. completion. Hallelujah. Praise God. God. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Well, a Thursday was an unusual moment. I was sitting there just going, it's, it's surreal. It just feels surreal what is happening in this place. But uh, boy, in those opportunities, I'm telling you, God moves stuff. He moves a lot of dirt in your life. He moves a lot of things around and you come up out of that experience changed. And if anything, you come out of that experience, woke up from maybe the places that you've fallen asleep and you know, hey, uh, just because I've kind of Falling asleep a little bit doesn't mean the Holy Ghost won't show up from time to time and and hit me and nudge me and wake me back up, uh, and I'm I'm grateful for those moments where, when he just says, "Hey, this this is what I want for you," and you rise up and you receive that in the name of Jesus. I want to look at a word here in, in Romans chapter eight, and verse eighteen. I've been really praying about this uh, to share this, so it's kind of going to be in some ways a continuation of some of the things I've already said, but. Uh, I think this is this is kind of where we're at in this moment. Because I think there's a separation. You know, there's a law in the in the New Testament. There's a law of the Spirit called the law of separation. And it's the it's the places where, where things just part. You know when even in the Old Testament, when they were children of Israel, were in the land of Egypt and the plague started. At the first, they were all affecting everybody, but there was a moment when the plague separated and they no longer bothered the people of God. It was all on the Egyptians. There was a moment of separation. Wheat and tares, sheep and goats, all of those things are reflecting for, reflecting for us that law of separation. There's a moment when, when things separate from you and you separate from things that are not beneficial and profitable. You know, all things may be lawful for you, but not everything is profitable for you. Hallelujah. So I really want you to understand uh, this direction as we go into this right now. Okay, let's let's read this. i want to read a lot. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Gosh, we need to get that revelation right now. We need to recognize that whatever is happening in our life has no merit compared to where we're going in the end of this thing. We need to get a picture of heaven so real that when we go through and navigate times of suffering in the world, they don't swallow us up, that we just recognize that we're going to get through this. And one day we're going to draw our last breath. And guess what? The next breath is going to be in the glory of God in the presence of Jesus. And, and boy, we're, that's, our race is done then. Amen. Hallelujah. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Hear this language. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Hope means an expectancy. uh, Because the creation itself will also be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. It's not hard to know that's going on around us. Not only that, but we also have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan Within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still for what he, hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. I'm going to tell you something about patience. Patience needs to develop into Perseverance. Patience is one thing. Perseverance is another. Perseverance is a level of patience where patience has had its full work. Perseverance means I'm going to hang with this thing and press against this thing and never give in to this thing. I'm heading towards a goal in my life, and I don't care what has to happen for me to get there. I'm going to get through it. Likewise. Everybody say likewise. Likewise. So he says all this about creation being subjected to, to futility, being under the bondage of corruption in this life, in this world. And then he reflects this that this all for an expectant plan that God has. And then he says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Now I wish I could tell you you don't have any weaknesses, but you got them. We all got them. We all live in this current fallen world, even as spirit-filled children of God. And one of the things that's really, really important for us is that we learn that because things are broken out in the world doesn't mean that I am expected to stay broken all of my life up under that same bondage. There is another plan for my life that even creation around me is waiting for me to get a hold of it. I think the groanings that are going on in the world around us right now are all because something is happening in the body of Christ. Jesus is not coming for a church that's hiding in a cave eating spam. Jesus is coming for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such blemish. And that is you and me. We're going from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. We are being changed. If we will look into the mirror, if we will look into the things of God and behold his face will be changed. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit tries to scream at us all the time, it says you don't have to be subject to these things like you think you do. Man, he always tells me this. Sometimes it's like a string of things. I feel like Job sometimes, and all the bad news is hitting me all at once. And you feel it sometimes in your body. You feel it in your finances. You feel it in your marriage. You feel it in your home. You feel it in your church. You feel it in your job. And sometimes you're sitting there thinking, "Well, well, what's going on here? And you need to recognize that the enemy will attack you. And one of the ways that he really loves to do that is try to hold the dominion of a fallen creation over your life. He tries to use the system. In fact, the book of Hebrews tells us that the devil was, uh, was, was trying to lord this, this thing of death over people. In all the, the areas before Jesus exposed him fully, he was using the system of the world and manipulating people, just hiding in the shadows, and they didn't really see a way out. But we know the way out. And walking in the Spirit... And not according to the flesh puts us in the position for God to start manifesting the things within our life. Not earned. Listen, it's not an earned thing. It's just a determination that I'm going to get over there where I'm supposed to be. And I'm going to yield myself to the thing that God has given me as my helper, the Holy Spirit of God. Everybody say, I got the Holy Ghost. He is your helper. He's your helper, your counselor, one who's called alongside He's your comforter. You know, for years, I couldn't figure out what that really meant. I thought, I thought the Holy Ghost was just there to make me feel better. Like, like some, some well-meaning saints will put our hand on somebody and they're there. I thought the Holy Ghost was doing that. No, the Holy Ghost is making up for whatever I am not. You realize that, yes, in our flesh, we are not anything. You we know, don't, in our own ability, we're nothing. But my God, when we have him in our life, when we get full of him, and whatever we are not, he is everything and much more. He puts us in a state of existence that we could never arrive at on our own. And all we simply need to do is pursue being filled and filled and filled and filled and filled. And filled. Why do I want to worship? Why do I want to pray? Why do I spend all this time praying? and done? Why do I spend all this time looking into the word and, and finding out the purposes of God? It's because I'm being changed and I'm being reminded of who I am. I tell our church all the time, I might have said this the other day. You know, one of the things the Holy Spirit does, a major thing that he does, is everything that God says you are in the word, he makes sure that you become that. When you walk in him, he, he turns the things that are on the pages of the book that are absolutely settled in heaven, and he works those things out so that you're actually living out the dream of God you have in this life. Everybody say, I'm going to learn to live out the dream of God. And that's the, that's the fight of faith every day. I'm pursuing God. I'm hungry for Jesus. Those who are hungry and thirst for righteousness, uh, uh, they'll be filled. Jesus in those Beatitudes, but I was thinking about this this morning. Jesus in those Beatitudes, he always started out and said, blessed are those. Now, we think of English uh, only when we're thinking of the word blessed. But boy, to those New Testament people that heard that word, they knew exactly what was being said by Jesus. And listen, that word blessed was more than I'm just accumulating stuff. Blessed to them was a word that they attributed only to the gods, Only to these false gods that they thought were real, that were living in a state of existence above everybody else. And they coveted that, they envied that, they wished they could be that. And Jesus is turning right around and saying, but in me, blessed are you. You're in a whole different category. You're in a whole different seating. You are not seated on the earth. You're seated in heaven at the right hand of God. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. How come we don't act like it? I had a short leadership meeting last Sunday morning with our worship team, and I'm, I'm calling them up to another place of excellency. I, I believe that God is asking us and calling us and even commanding us that you need to get a hold of some things that you've not been getting a hold of and kind of refine some things within your life because there's, it's time to bear more, much more fruit than what you've been bearing. And I'll give you a key on this. Bearing much more fruit doesn't mean popping it out like an apple tree popping out apples. We we think that's what it means. We think that that I'm popping out stuff. No, bearing more fruit actually is a word that means carrying more fruit. It means that the branch is thicker, it's heavier than it was last year, and it's able to bear a bigger apple than it bore last year. It's able to carry. You know, there's a lot of things that God wants you to be able to carry in 2023. There's a lot of things that Winner's Church is called to carry in 2023. But it it's going to require some things of us. It's going to require maybe maybe not being uh, 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 I hate to use some of this language, but maybe maybe not being so sloppy. Mm, come on now, you know how we get we get kind of relaxed and charismatic, spirit filled churches. We kind of you know it's kind of a you know we we have liberty, but sometimes the liberty that we're exercising brings us into bondage. Sometimes it's not really the liberty of the spirit that we're walking in. It's the liberty of our flesh and what we're giving ourselves permission to do. And and, and we, we con ourselves into believing that God's okay with some of the decisions that we're making when it's not in the plan. I have found out that yeah, I could I could find some way to justify some of the things I got going on in my life. I used to think like, oh, I I can I can justify the, I, you know, it's really not that important. It's not going to keep me out of heaven. Blah 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, the Lord is in an intimate moment is saying, yeah, but that's not really beneficial to our relationship. You know, when Tammy and I got married, our journey has been like this. It's been one of re- recognizing that. You know, if we want the thing that God has made between us, it requires me laying aside some things and not trying to drag them into the marriage. Because I'm telling you, when Tammy married me, I was like a 14-year-old boy. I had the mindset of a 14-year-old boy. I was just a child in the way that I thought. I was extremely self-centered, extremely bossy, extremely chauvinistic. I was all of those things then I should not have been if I had just developed properly. You know what happens to you when you come out of the world sometimes and you get in the Spirit-filled church and you're still kind of young? Whatever age, you might have stopped at certain ages and, and had some arrested development going on in your life, and then you get off in the Holy Ghost, and, and he starts counseling you and helping you, being your helper. And then he starts saying, ah, that's not going to work for your marriage. And I'm like, "Well, well, that's what I want. But then on one hand, you're over there, oh, God, I want you to bless my marriage. Oh, bless me, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you give me the best marriage. My mind at the time was really, you know, if I just, if I, we can be one if I just gobble her up and make her part of me and then we'll be one. <laughs> and you know what? I could have fought my way through that. Of course, I don't think she'd have took it. She, no, she's not. She, she's a fighter. You know what I used to think early on? Like, my God, you, you gave me a mean wife. Oh my God. God, that woman that you gave me. <laughs> and it's real humbling when God finally shows up in your life and says, you know, you're the knothead, not her. God, fix my problems. I'm trying to fix you. I had to learn that, you know, there were attitudes and things that if I wanted what God had, then I had to learn to lay them aside. I had to, I had to learn to let them go. I had to allow change to have, you know, I've, I know that God can affect change in us. But I think it's like this. I think, I think the Holy Ghost, we're almost like a piece of, we are a piece of clay. And sometimes the Holy Ghost will slam into us and then there's an imprint. And then somehow we try to morph back into the shape that we were as soon as we get out from under that thing. And, and we have to make a choice that when God's trying to shave some things off and change some things in me, because of the depth of the relationship, you know, I recognized that if I wanted the depth of the relationship that God expected me to have, then it was going to require me to recognize those things that were not beneficial to not me, but us. In order to have the us, I had to step away from the me. And, I, and, and I'm saying that to you because, you know, Paul, when he talked about marriage and all that stuff, he was said, I'm not saying these things just about marriage. I'm talking about Christ and the church. Christ and the church. He said there are things about our relationship with Jesus that, are not, that we're trying to drag into this thing. When God is saying, no, that's not getting into heaven with you. Uh, maybe we ought to just leave that here now. Bad tempers, carnal ways, kind of hit and miss living. You know, I I don't want to be a, a sower and a reaper that sows occasionally and reaps occasionally. I don't want to be a, a sower that sows in emergencies only. That's what the grudgingly of necessity is. Is sometimes of necessity is about, well there's an emergency, I better sow. But we haven't ever sown anything before the emergency erupted. And we're living we're trying to live in this level of relationship with God that I'm gonna tell you frankly, God God won't allow you to live like that. I mean he'll he'll keep you from falling off the cliff and hitting the ground. But man, it, it doesn't have to be that way. If there's a just if there's adjustments that are made. And I'm saying this to you today because there's a recognition uh, that the Holy Spirit is calling us into of recognizing this helper who's helping with our weaknesses. And once we could get a hold of that revelation to that degree, then excuses go away. I have been in the place where I had weaknesses of the flesh, bad tempers, bad attitudes, uh, you know, things that I would say that, you know, I knew that they weren't quite faithful to the Lord. And, you know, I, I, could, I, could, I could feel like I could get away with it. But then I'm wanting to get over here in this land of more than enough. I'm wanting to get over. I'm not talking about money either. I'm talking about I want to get over here in this land of fulfilling the destiny of God. And I start recognizing that, hey, you know, part of my struggle is these fleshly lusts that war after my soul. These fleshly things. It's, it's, uh, it's me putting myself in a condition of warfare that I don't have to be in. See, a lot of warfare, it's one thing when the devil shows up and he just flat out attacks you. It's another thing for you to have a big light outside going open, open, open. And you got the door open and, and, and you're, you got a snack tray. <laughs> <laughs> and that's been, that, that was me. That was me. It was like I didn't recognize that I was giving place to the enemy and I was creating, but then there was this part of me that was passionate. I was passionately in love with Jesus. I really did love God and I wanted the things of God, but I found out oil and water, they, they don't mix. And it was like, I, I had to learn that I had to shake myself free from the, the things that I thought I wanted. That I, I couldn't drag into the relationship with Jesus that he wanted with me on a level of intimacy. You know, one of the things that happened to me years and years ago, thir- over 30 years ago, God touched me and the word of knowledge started operating. Word of wisdom operates on occasion. And, uh, and I see things, you know, when I t- that's why I touch people sometimes when I pray for them when it's, when it's working. I'll touch people because that's the way he told me to do it. You touch them with this hand and you hold their hand and, and I'll, I'll show you what you need to do. And it kicks it up every time I do that when it's in operation. Uh, but I found this out. I found that if I lived carnally throughout the week, never really spending any time with Jesus and cultivating the relationship and leaning myself into the, 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 the wind words of the Holy Spirit, when it came time when God was trying to use me, I would have a vagueness about it. It was almost like a difficulty clear, zoning in on what it was that God was trying to say because I had all this other stuff competing for the real estate of my mind, competing for the real estate of my inner man. See, that's the kind of war that we're in. Is that, is that which way are we gonna to bend to the world or to the spirit, to the things and busyness of life? When Jesus said, You realize this, Jesus said, If you'll lose my life, you lose your life for my sake, you'll find it. It's interesting that that word life means your social, your social, your social, soulish life. It is not talking about I just have to stick a knife in my chest and die. It's talking about I have to do something with my social existence and bring that into obedience to God so that when there's things that want to erupt inside of me and it doesn't have to have the struggle that it would fighting through the stuff that I've allowed to occupy Are y'all with me today? Amen. Okay, praise God. Likewise, the Spirit helps in our weakness. Everybody say, the Holy Spirit helps me. The Holy Spirit helps me. See, weakness is not just sickness. It is sickness, but it means frailty. You know, we really are, you know, compared to uh, what, what God originally created man to be in the garden. You know, we're, we're pretty frail. We're, we, we, we're, we're resisting getting older. We're, 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 you know, we're all, all these things is what you're to exercise your faith and Push back against that creeping death that's still trying to work on you or the, the things that try to happen in your life. And sometimes you realize, hey, I'm not, I'm, I'm not big enough. I need God in me big enough to handle this situation. He will help you in that weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You know what I learned a long time ago walking in the things of God? There were literally times I would wake up, and I had been having a great time in the Lord, but I would wake up and it was like I felt like, ugh. Something, something feels off. Ugh. Man, I've been in church services many times that I was leading, and I I would wake up, and the more closer I got to that church service, the more lost I would feel. I'm lost. I I might need to get born again, but I, I know I'm born. What's going on? I feel like I'm going to split hell wide open today. And you recognize that the Holy Spirit inside of you, it's not you. It's the things that he's... Was telling you that he wants you to partner with that are going on in the world around you. Sometimes the groaning that's going on is because a miracle is in the making. It's the, the cookies are in the oven right now, and they're baking. Yes. Go ahead, Jesus, before he raised Lazarus from the dead, couldn't get all these other people that were his close friends on board. They couldn't, they couldn't wrap their mind around what was about to happen. And it's almost like Jesus turns, and he starts to pray, and he's like, Oh. The Bible says he groaned in the spirit. I learned that some of that is real. It goes on. It's not not me having an opportunity for a bad day. My carnal man would interpret it that way. It's God's trying to position me because I'm somewhere in my life, somewhere out in my life, something's going to come alive that is dead and needs to live. A miracle is cooking. But see, if you never practice walking after the Spirit, you'll you'll interpret the things that are happening in a natural way. And you'll think you're having, I used to think I was having a bad day until it was like, I am not having a bad day. The Holy Spirit is helping me in my weakness. And there are groanings that are happening. And groanings mean something's coming out of the grave. And you know what, when I started recognizing how this works and started cooperating with it, every single time without fail when that happens, somebody is in that congregation. Somebody is in in the zone of my, my, my sphere, and they are being convicted by the Lord to come and give their life to him right in that moment. I've watched many people get born again over my ministry in those moments like that. You know, I can remember the first time I caught a hold of that, I got up in front of the church and I said, you know, we're, gonna, we're not even going to preach today. I am going to ask you right now, how many of you are here today and you know that you need to give your life to the Lord? Today is your day of salvation. Jesus knocking on the door of your heart. Twelve people got up from out of the congregation and came to the altar and gave their lives to the Lord. And I'm looking at that and I thought, my God, if I, had, if I had not recognized what was going on and I had just thought something was wrong with me, Twelve people may not have made it. I mean, we like to believe, oh, God will give them another opportunity. There's no guarantee that God will give anybody another opportunity. we really got to get our heads screwed on straight about stuff like that. We really need to be where we're supposed to be when we're supposed to be there because somebody, it might be somebody else that's depending on that. I think 2023 is a refining process. Where God is saying to us, listen, I want to bring some things to completion. And one of those arenas is in your capacity to carry the things that God wants you to carry. Verse 27 said, now that he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. That scripture right there, don't take it out of context. It's not just, well, everything will be all right. This is, about, this is about me getting a hold of the helper and following him and letting him navigate me through stuff. Listen, if you follow the Spirit, it's going to be all right. If you don't follow the Spirit, it might be all right. I will assure you on the least that it might be rough. See, God's so good that he'll even put up with our stupidity sometimes. But my gosh, have I shot myself in the foot so many times? Have I got myself into messes so many times because I didn't follow him when I had the opportunity to follow him? And he's like, I, I was, you know, like your pastor, he always talks about that situation where God tried to get him to plane years ago. But he was not in a place to hear it. And he came into a place... You know, the moment he came into the place on the inside of him to hear I was with him in the meeting when the man of God in another church when he was down there holding revival for us. We were over in another meeting and the guy has this picture of his airplane and he's he's wanting to do stuff to or buy or something and 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 we snickered, you know, cuz you know, we it was just, we were just not we were just I was just not in that capacity to think like that. And I could remember him going away laughing and and and, and things like that and then coming back the next week and going God's trying to get me a plane. Oh yeah, Thank you Jesus. Yeah. And you know what He did? He went and bought a book on how to fly planes. <laughs> and so throughout the week we're in Revival. He's reading this book on how to fly planes and checking into how he can start going to school to learn that kind of a thing, and it wasn't very long before he had a plane. Right. Yep. Oh, yeah. But see, the capacity. It wasn't that it wasn't the will of God. It was the will of God. But here's the deal. God does not always get what he wants. You know, we believe that. We believe God gets everything that he wants. If that were true, everybody would be in heaven. That's right. Come on now. Talk about that. If that were true, everybody would be in heaven. Oh, but he, yeah. But he doesn't run over people. He calls them. When he calls us, we answer. It starts when we get born again. But do you realize the call of God is always on your life? Do you realize that in the relationship, God came down with Adam in the cool of the day to walk with him. And can you just imagine him descending down? I don't know what that looked like, but in my mind, I always think about it. It, He descends in there and calls Adam. And, you know, it it was the relationship of answering that. And it was the moment that Adam stopped answering that then God's like, "Where are you?" Where are you? Go ahead now. True. Hallelujah. <laughs> Where are you? Uh, you know, your pastor was really teaching some great lessons in the morning time. I encourage you if you ever get a chance to get in those When he does that, please get in those. Those are are so full of revelation. I mean, your ears will literally come open, and you'll hear God talk about a lot of things. And he was talking about Elijah, you know, and God's not in the earthquake, not in the wind, not in the fire. God, It was that small, still, whispering voice that God began to speak to Elijah. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? You realize Elijah was standing at the mouth of a cave, and and we've been over there. Right out of the mouth of that cave, you can see Sinai right there. That cave is still there. The cave is still in existence. You can see Sinai right where Elijah was, and he was wrapped in the mantle again. And it was like that small, still voice, all that noise, all the stuff that was happening in his life was plugging up the simple voice of God being able to talk. I often wonder what would have happened if Elijah hadn't ran. What would have happened if he had been so full of God in that moment that he had turned and finished the job? You know, it wasn't them false prophets that were the only ones that were supposed to go. Uh, Jezebel was supposed to go. My God, if Jezebel had been taken out in that moment, man, there would have been, a, been a, a, an immediate change in the direction of that story. Oh, yeah. And I often wonder about our own life when we hear God. Sometimes we're just hearing him and we think he quits talking. And he's only given you part one and then a continuation of part two will happen immediately at the completion of part one. But it requires us staying bent and yielded. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined, in verse 29, to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he also called, these he also justified. Whom he also justified, these he also glorified. He talks about this in a finished sense but yet we look at our own lives and we think, but I don't, I don't quite look like that. Well, he's in the, in the process of making that. He's done it, but now as you walk with the Holy Spirit, all these things become your reality. He's already destined. Now, predestined is not like, not like the, the Baptists think of this. You know, I grew up Baptist. We used to think a predestined meant that God, God had, had done this and there was nothing I could do about it. Predestined means this is God's design. This is the plan. This is how heaven said I want this to go and we're going to work to see if this will occur. It's all up to the people responding to this as whether this will occur. But it is the plan of God that you, even in the condition that you're in right now, You are still called, and you are still justified, which means you've been let go free, and you are also in a place where God is shining through you more and more and more. That's what glorified actually means, is you can see more of Jesus in your life. It's because God has called you to be conformed, shaped, and molded, and made into what Jesus looks like in your life. And sometimes we're looking at how we're subjected to this world and the oppression of this world and all. But Pastor Ben, you don't understand all the problems. No, I understand all the problems that you got. I got them too. But it's a decision on what field are you going to fight on? And are you going to pick up weapons that are natural weapons? You know, I used to think that that was the way that it was. You know, if somebody really was trying to run over me, instead of doing things like Jesus said, I would meet them on the level that they were coming at me. Somebody said something bad at me and insulted me, I'm going I'm to give them a piece of my mind. I'm just going to let them, because, you know, you don't let people run over you. And then all of a sudden God's saying, but do you trust me? Well, yeah, I trust you, Lord. He goes, well, why don't you do the things that I say? What did I tell you to do when somebody gives you a backhanded comment? And he said, I told you to offer them the other cheek. Oh, my God, how hard that is for us to do. And he said, that's what the kingdom of God looks like. You want to claim that you're in the kingdom, but you keep ripping people up every time they hurt your feelings? You keep giving them a piece of your, you, you're claiming that you're full of the Holy Ghost, yabba-dabba-doo? But did you see how she looked at me today? And you may not do it in church, but on the ride home, well. we may not murmur in our tents, but we murmur in our Subaru. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh my God. <laughs> if you got a Subaru, I don't know nothing about it, so. Hallelujah. Now, last verse of Scripture. Let me, let me put this back in where we were at the other night, and let me finish this. Uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 9. Let me read this story to you. Some of you were not here the other night. Let me read the story to you. Hallelujah. 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 Sister, I'm going to tell you right now. The Holy Spirit has been highlighting you for a little while. And I've just been kind of waiting to see what might happen here, but, but man, I see him. His arms are outstretched towards you. He's pulling you in closer, and uh, he wants you to now listen. There's a protection. There's an umbrella. Of of shade. That he's that he's calling you into right now. He's reaching up. He's reaching at you, and he's pulling you in. You know, almost like that deal where Jesus talked about gathering, the hen gathering her chicks. Well, he's reaching out over your life, and he's pulling you, and he's got an umbrella that will, that will cause some, some, some elements to not beat down on you like that. Hallelujah. there's a change happening in your life. And if you'll just bend your heart and say, yeah, Lord, I want that. I'm telling you, he's going to protect you. He's going to care for you. He cares for you, and, and you need to get rid of care's. You need to put him on his shoulders and let him care for you. He knows what to do. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know anything that's going on in your life, but I really believe that the Holy Spirit is reaching out to you today. And things are going to be different for you if you'll just simply say yes and respond in faith to him and, and things will, be, will, will, will change in your life. You, you won't feel so vulnerable because there's something about your life that you feel so vulnerable and you feel like, I don't know if, if I can take another shot. But he's going to protect you. Amen. And he's calling you up under that. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> now, verse 9. First First Chronicles chapter 4. You ever heard of this story? And Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Jabez meant he would cause pain. What mother? Would name their child this. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory and your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. And listen, so God granted him what he requested. So God granted him what he requested. So God granted him what he requested. And I brought it out the other night in verse 9. That when it says Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, this is an this is this is one of those puzzling things. I know biblical Hebrew. I took six years of it. I'm educated in that that biblical language. <clears throat> and what is really interesting, you can go to any other translation, and nobody pegs this accurately. They 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 keep it in this area of honorable uh, because I think they're trying to give you a positive outlook on it. I think they because they did that a lot of times. They knew God was good, and they kind of used a word or saw the word in the original language and they tried to, to, to make it in an edifying way. But to be real honest with you, this, this Hebrew word here for honorable is the word kabod, the root of it, the kabod, which is the glory of God, the weightiness of God, except this is not in the noun, it is in the verb. And the verbal stems of Hebrew have seven verbs that go out in different ways and they all mean different things, these action words that, that is used in the Bible. This particular verbal stem word is called the nephal. And because it is in the nephal verbal stem, it means Jabez was a heavy burden, more more of a heavy burden than all of his other brothers. Jabez was not an honorable guy. He was acting out a life that God did not call him to act out. He was man of, you know, when it was important, when when his mother called him that, there was something in the the parental blessing. We call it the father's blessing. Sometimes the father's not doing it and the mother does it. But there's a blessing that is is a real thing that parents deliver to their kids. It's not gone away. It's still very real. And when you bless your children and you really get a vision from heaven and you, I'm encouraging every parent in this place, you need to regularly, I'm telling you daily, Every night when you put them to bed, you need to just gently put your hands on them and pray over them and bless them and speak over them things that are sound and good about their life. You don't have to necessarily prophesy that they're going to win the world of Jesus, but you bless them. God, I thank you that your divine favor is on them. Father, I thank you, Lord, that they're not going to grow up with the things that I had to grow up with. Father, you're going to protect them. The angel of the Lord watches over them. And, Father, they're going to live a blessed life. They're going to be open to your voice. They're going to be sensitive to your ways. God, I thank you for that. And you bless them and tuck them in every night. Well, Jabez's mother had a bad experience in burying him and calls him, calls him this name Jabez. And somewhere along the line, Jabez woke up and realized, this is not the plan that God has for me. He was from the tribe of Judah. He was from the tribe of praise. Somewhere along the way in his life, he started recognizing I don't have to be a pill. I don't have to be a heavy burden. I don't have to cause pain. And he got selfish in his prayer. And I'm telling you, it's good to pray over other people, but you need to be praying over yourself too. I know what it's like to be in church and hide behind the religious tree of praying for everybody else, but I'm hiding in my mess. And I'm not praying about me not thinking about me. I don't want to think about all the stuff I got going on. If I just ignore it, then the devil won't bother me and God won't talk to me about it. <laughs> but God really wants us to start calling on his name and saying, Father, I want, to, I want you to change the cycle that's going on in my life. I want you to break the cycle that is going on in my life where I behave a certain way that I'm not called to behave. I'm behaving this because that's what they said. You know, I grew up and you know, in those days, when nobody knew any of this, nobody knew. We weren't. We went to church, but it wasn't like faithful. I got born again at ten years of age, but I heard a lot. Uh, What's wrong with you? Why can't you do anything right? You're very stubborn. I, I don't understand you. And, you know, anger mostly and frustration. And uh, and even when we got married, you know, I would break things. Even my wife would be like. I don't understand why you break everything that you seem to touch. (laughs) It's like, we got to pray that off of you. I she had a lot of nice things that I just broke them. And then I'm just standing there going, I don't know what happened. (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) But that was kind of the thing That, that was expected behavior. And I realized that this is, this is more than just uh, me being clumsy. There's a spiritual force at work here. Somebody blessed me with the wrong blessing. Somebody spoke things over me that was in authority in my life and said things over me they should have never said. Man, I, was, I had an uncle, and uh, one day I was fishing. Well, I'm about eight years old, and we're fishing, and he's with my dad. He, they, were, they were fishermen all the time. I was putting poles in the back of the truck just like my dad had taught me to do. And I apparently didn't put them in there like he wanted them to. He just looked at me and he said, are you stupid or something? What's the matter with you? Are you a dummy? And boy, it just hurt me. It hurt me so bad because I had a lot of respect for my uncle. And, you know, I, I thought I got over it, thought that was not bothering me. You know, I, I, you, know you get a place uh, when you're a teenager, you get angry, and anger seems to help you deflect some of the pain of your life. and you're, you, It kind of fuels anger and fuels rebellion. I was that child that was provoked to anger. Well, anyway, I get filled with the Holy Ghost. And in 1995, I go down to Fort Worth, Texas to a Rodney Howard Brown meeting. And this is my first experience with a Rodney Howard Brown meeting. In fact, the glory came into that place so strong. I thought I was sick. I mean, this is going to sound strange, but we're standing there worshiping and my head goes to swimming so bad. I thought, I, and I, those days, I was having some blood pressure issues, and I was like, oh, my blood pressure is really high. Oh, man, I, I just feel so sick. And I would sit down, and the moment I would sit down, in just a few seconds, it would clear all up. And I'm like, oh, you're all right. And I'd stand back up. And I'm like, oh, no, no, you're not all right. You're not all right. And I, would sit, I kept falling down and falling down. And about after the eighth or ninth time, I, I realized there's something in here. And I I literally, I'm sitting in that seat and I reached my hand up. You could stick your hand physically into that glory cloud. You couldn't see it, but it was there and it was physically tangible. And that was about that time the cameramen all fell off their platforms and all kinds of chaos was breaking out. (laughs) Well, anyway, he kept kept, uh, ministering that week. And on Friday morning, he said, We're going to close the meeting out after Friday morning and I'm going to pray for everybody in the building. I'm going to lay hands on everybody in the building. And this is what the man of God said. He goes, now, we're going to pray over you. He said, but when, when I pray over you if, you, if you feel the spirit nudging you, just yield. He said, if you don't feel anything, you don't have to fall down. But, if you, but, if, but some of us, it's just a gentle push. And he said, if you feel that, go down. He said, and don't get in, in a hurry to get up. Uh, and he began to tell this story. He said this story had happened in just a previous meeting. He said there was a lady there that he prayed for her on the Friday morning. and She fell out under the Spirit. Immediately she went into a vision. And in in the vision, she's in heaven. And she's standing there looking into heaven. And she sees Jesus standing by a rock looking at her smiling. And this little girl. Is moving around him, dancing around him, dancing all the way around him. And, and she's seeing this scene and wondering about it. And Jesus is looking at her, smiling. And then the little girl just stops and says, I forgive you, Mommy. I forgive you for aborting me. I'll be here when you get here. And he's telling this story. Well, that lady gets up off the floor and she had had an abortion years ago and was suffering under that condemnation and that guilt and that trauma. That was a trauma. And God instantly healed her heart from that trauma, gets up a completely different person. Well, that got my attention. Go ahead, now, I didn't really particularly think that anything was wrong with me, though. This is the deal. I didn't think anything was wrong with me. Well, he comes by, and it's a long, It's one of them long services. You can't really feel anything going on that morning. Don't, don't be deceived into always thinking you have to feel it. Well, anyway, he gets to me, and I'm like that. And I felt the little, little push of the Holy Ghost, or at least I thought I did. So I just went with it. And I'm laying there on the floor, and they're moving on down the aisle. And uh, they get on to the next, next row, and I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm going to get on up. And then that thought, just stay here a little longer. Do what the man of God said. So I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to stay here a little longer. And the moment I, I gave into that, boom, I am in the Spirit. And I am in this room, and I'm looking at myself on an operating table in this big white room, just like you would see in a movie. And I'm laying there, and I'm looking at this. And uh, as I'm looking at myself on this operating table, this hand comes out of the ceiling, reaches down in my heart, pulls my heart out of my chest, And I'm looking at my heart, and this hand is holding my heart and it's turning it like this. It looked like a normal heart, except when when it was turned, there was one backside of that heart that was rotten, decayed, and ruptured. And then God spoke, and He said, You remember this? And He brought me back to that memory of what my uncle had said. He said, Every, and this is what God said, He said, That traumatized you. And every decision you have made has been filtered through that moment of pain. And he said, I'm healing it today. And he, he turned his hand with my heart in it, and it became completely normal. He put it back in my chest, and I woke up, and I'm in awe and wonder, and I felt completely different, completely different after that. See, I didn't realize that some of the things that were motivating me to live out things that people said over me, were still at work. And I've learned since that day, God, I want you to change. I pray, you know, my prayer, my prayer life, I pray a lot of scriptures. I think that one of the best ways to pray is pray a lot of scriptures. I pray, you know, sometimes I don't use a lot of scriptures, but I, I have a routine of praying. Lord, strengthen me with might by your spirit in my inner man that Christ dwell in my heart through faith. Perfect that which concerneth me. That good work which you've begun in me, perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. You know, I'll pray things like that over my life, over and over and over and over and over, and I've watched God change me. I've watched God get in at times and touch things that that were revolutionary in 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 my existence. That when I walked away from that experience, I came out... Completely changed. Now, here's the funny thing. You think you're already there, and then you go to another experience, and you find out more freedom has just come. More liberty and more change has come. And every time that has happened to me, I always come out with something else God is now replacing that brokenness with that is good, that I can carry, and will glorify him with it. He started calling on the God of Israel Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Now, don't think geographically when you see this. This whole thing of enlarge my territory is actually more internal than it is external. God, I want you to fix the junk in me that makes me cause pain to other people. I need a miracle in my body. I need a miracle in my being. I need a miracle inside where you separate me from the junk and i want your hand to be with me i want you to keep me from evil that i may not cause pain and god granted him what he requested now here god's not a not a respecter of persons this is an this is an old covenant dude here if we got a better covenant with better promises and god was willing to fix this guy I mean, this is the only thing you know about this guy. This is the only thing you know about this guy is God put this this little story in the Bible just to talk to us about, you know, I can fix you. That's what God said. I can fix you, and I want to fix you because I want you to look like my son. If you ask me, 2023 is going to be a revival year. It's going to be a powerful year. God bless you, sister. God bless you so much. I hope that ministered to you today. But it's going to, listen, there's always provision before the fulfilling of the vision. And some of the ways of provision are exactly what I'm talking about in this moment. He's positioning you so that when it's released, you can carry it. You know, I've, I've, I've been hungry for, I pastored revival for years now. And one of the things I know about revival, real, real well, is that there's a lot of things that you need to get straight about what revival is going to look like when it comes. And when it comes, you just think you've been working. You just think you've been praying. You just think you've been you just think you've been having a lot of church services. You just you just you just been you just you thought you really thought. Oh man, we got a lot going on. No, when revival comes, you're really going to have a lot going on, and of necessity, you're going to need to break over into the flow of the Holy Ghost to be able to carry that. If a whole lot of lost people start pouring in here, and there was no more room, and all these people were lost, guess what? There's going to be a lot of problems that just walked into the church, and that's going to require a lot of ministry. And you know what? God's really, here's what I think. This couple is not going to be able to do all that ministry. Ask me how I know. (laughs) They'll do what they can do. They'll probably take the hard cases. But there's got to be some captains of hundreds, captains of fifties, captains of thousands that are raised up under this ministry start taking care of the things that are coming in. And how are we going to get there? If we've never really considered that God might really want me to take a, take a stronger flow in this thing. And so there, therefore, I don't want to, you know, I, I'm always conscious of this. Once I started really catching a hold of this, I was like, I don't want my junk. You know, I don't want the stuff inside of me getting out on other people. I realized after God healed my broken heart, how many things were coming out of my mouth, even in ministry, even under the anointing, it was, it's crazy. Even under the anointing in ministry, that how, many, how many things I had said that were filtered through that broken place. And now it's like, that's not there anymore. My God in heaven, what a powerful place that can be in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all, y'all hear me today? Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's stand to our feet today. Praise God. I want to ask you today, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm spitting all over the place. My gosh. I'm a spitting preacher today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to pray for this brother right here. He's been in my mind the whole time. Can I pray for you? You mind if I pray for what's your name? Ricky King. Ricky King. Hey, brother Ricky, praise God. Are you you're a believer? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh I hope I'm not a man, but yes. <laughs> no, I'm 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 i yeah, I don't, I'm just I'm just funny with you hallelujah I want to pray for you Father I pray for Ricky and I ask you to bless him today in the name of Jesus and Father I didn't see these things that they're, these are yours right here aren't they these, these, these uh, helpers right here that you got in your seat but Lord I pray that you're going to strengthen him and put strength inside of him Father he's here for a reason today and I release a miracle in his life Lord yeah, it's, uh, there's fire here there's heat real strong heat I'm sweating. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm starting to sweat. Hallelujah. Father, I pray right now that you do a miracle in his body and fix some things that are broken and worn out. In Jesus' name. Lord, I don't know exactly what's going on. Maybe it's his legs, his spine, or something else. But Father, I'm asking you to do it today. Lord, that as he begins to rise and walk out of this church today, That every step that he takes, the strength of God comes in. That it's not just a step of normal walking out, but it's a step of faith. That I'm going to believe that I'm going to get better. That I'm going to believe that I'm coming out of the ditch. That I believe that God's got things for me and that's why I'm still around. In the name of Jesus, I bless you, my friend. I bless you today. And I pray healing father Heal him. in Jesus name Jesus name Jesus name come on I want y'all to help me I want y'all to pray because there's something going on right here man I can feel it in my hand bad I mean it's coming through my hand has went numb in the name of Jesus this is a great opportunity for us to see something very special this morning. Hada masongari <speaking in> anjerianda, beflene mabrein bepekana manalamasongari anjeri beflamine, bara mavla mababa namasongari astare bevla mababababara man. In the name of Jesus. 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 In the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus hallelujah hallelujah praise God every step a step of faith in Jesus name hallelujah I love you brother thank you for coming today hallelujah I didn't even see those praise God thank you Jesus thank you Jesus I'm believing God hallelujah Let's lift our hands up to the Lord, Father. I pray for your people today in this place, Lord. That everything that's going on inside of us, Lord, that needs to get settled. This is a week for that to get settled—a week of revival, a week, week of healing, a week of recovery in the name of Jesus. A week of of change inside of our heart and our life, Lord. We make a decision right now that if we have any ought against anyone. I don't care what it is. We're letting it go. We're forgiving that ought right now, Lord, we want you to forgive us and so we're going to forgive every offense that's been done to us, every time we've been cheated and talked about every time that we've been robbed and pillaged. We're going to forgive that right now and not hold a grudge any longer. We're not even going to need an I'm sorry from anybody, that's how much we forgive it in the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Father, thank you. Bless, bless her today. Bless her today. Bless her today. You know what we have need of. Or sometimes it's not that really we have a need. It's just we just want to receive. So I pray for all of the spiritual tanks of her life to get filled up. In Jesus name hallelujah thank you father thank you for that today hallelujah in Jesus name in Jesus name are you a preacher I'm sorry I'm bringing you right out are you a preacher you've been told do you ever feel like it well then, then you if you're preaching to your wife all the time you are a preacher it wasn't the jacket that made me come to you sometimes people look like a preacher and that's what we can say we'll say that but uh-uh, I see that so father I pray over him in the name of Jesus listen uh, I don't know if you are you in church are you up under a man of God Yes, I am. you submitted to him can he correct you he can. all right praise God well, I encourage you listen draw close Become that armor-bearer. Get so close that, devil the milk that comes out of his life spills over into your, your bowl. I'm telling you, there's an overflow coming out of him that God intends for it to be in you. And, boy, the devil wants to separate you. The devil giving excuses sometimes. The devil tells you, well, you might you might be better off this way and that way. Oh, you're not getting anything. No, you're getting a lot more than you think you're getting. You're getting trained. You're getting schooled. You're getting equipped. And the closer that you'll be, the more that you'll receive. And they'll come that day when there's a, an agreement that will emerge for a time of release. But that time is not yet. But that you want you want you want something to change. But the Lord is telling you, listen. It's in your own village that you preach the gospel at the moment because he's going to come behind and he's going to cause uh, some things to occur when he shows up in that place in that way and you'll be positioned rightly. So I bless you, my friend, in Jesus' name and declare over you right now, hallelujah. Lord, let him be thoroughly equipped to be the man of God and the equipment that you gave him in the name of Jesus. You know part of the part of the frustration that you have within your life is because you have your you have a spirit of excellence. And sometimes you see things that don't look excellent. And you you struggle. You're like I don't know about that. I I, I don't I listen, you need to you need to you need to get you need to keep the you need to not see those things. Because you know part of being next to the man of God is sometimes seeing the faults of the man of God. Sometimes the man of God is under the anointing and sometimes he's not under the anointing. Armor bearers don't have to have the man of God up under the anointing all the time. They just know they're called. And they're not not like ham. They don't go out and talk about the nakedness of the father. And I'm telling you, there are other sons around that man of God that will do that. They'll talk about the nakedness of their father, but that's not you. God does not want you talking about that Listen, you let God take care of all of that. He'll take care of all of that. Hallelujah. But you catch the overflow, and you let God work on you, and you recognize that what you're doing, you're not doing unto man. You're doing unto the Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, brother. I love you. What's your name? What was it? Jonathan. Jonathan. I love you, brother. I know you by the Spirit. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's lift our hands up one more time. Take a deep breath and go ha, ha, ha. Close your eyes real quick. Anybody here in this place that you need prayer for anything today, I want to make myself available. Tammy and I am going to pray over you before we dismiss today. I hope that this has ministered to you. We have been blessed and privileged to, to be in Winters Church this week. Thank you so much, Pastor Ziggy and Annie, for having us this week. We want to pray for you if you have a need in your life. We're just going to pray over you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. God, to work that out. Because this is the way I believe. Filled with the Holy Ghost is the best place to get all that worked out. Filled with the Holy Ghost is the best place to get all that worked out. Hallelujah. Let's begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, Pastor Tammy. Let's lay hands on these. Hallelujah. Pastor Tammy, I know you can release that anointing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we pray for Gil right now in the name of Jesus to get filled with the Holy Ghost over and over and over and over and over. And each time, Father, let him go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Lord, he wants to feel a touch. I don't think it's wrong to ask you that if I can feel it so God that's what we're asking today but God we're not asking just for selfish reasons God we want to carry our experience over to a greater place like the pastor told him the greater move of God he wants the greater move of God he doesn't want to settle where he's at he wants the greater thing that God is doing in his life and Lord I believe he's ready for it in the name of Jesus So, Father, whatever coat he has to take off from previous places, he he, he needs to take that off and put on the coat of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray over you, brother. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm I'm calling you, listen, pray loud. Pray aggressive right now. Get out beyond where you've been. Yeah. Lean out. Lean out. In the name of Jesus. How my son got out? You know, it's okay to be aggressive like that. It's okay to be loud. This is a safe church to be loud in. Praise God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Out of your belly. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. name. Bless our sister right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> brother Titus, praise God. Titus, Titus. Lift your hands up, brother. Father, in Jesus' name, fill him with the Holy Ghost. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Thank you for the young man, God. Thank you for the good heart he's got. In Jesus' name. songare, In Jesus name touch her touch her make her strong in the Lord in the power of his might stir up things that are in there hallelujah in the name of Jesus hallelujah in the name of Jesus hallelujah you know what I see I see the Lord working out time constraints for you your time is about to come up under the blessing of God in a way that it has not in fact I'm going to tell you that's one of the things that you wished you had more of to do the things of God with and I see the Lord about he's coming upon your time he's, you're going to reap in time and I don't mean that reap in time like you reap. you're going to reap time in Jesus name because he knows, he knows you, would, you, would, you would do right with that time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name. I, I see frustration leaving you over that In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Look at this mighty woman of God right here. Praise the Lord. Man, we loved you and David from the moment we met you. Our hearts were knit to you praise God you have been nothing but a blessing boy what a spirit of excellence you have it is obvious I'm not prophesying over you it's just what you have hallelujah Lord I pray in Jesus name Lord, we declare no fear no fear of the future no fear and no hesitancy to be bold as a lion at the, at the Hilda that's bold Hilda, that's bold. Hallelujah! boy the devil wants to steal that so bad. He wants to put you in a box and just make you feel like, oh, well, this can happen and that can happen. Mm-mm. No, you'll never lose that boldness. You'll never lose that that conviction. Hallelujah! I bless you in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the anointing of grace come upon that house in a brand brand new, fresh way. Lord, set things where they need to be. Lord, I, it's not that they're out of order, but Lord, whatever whatever flow you want to establish, Lord, we release that to them in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, for fresh word to rise up in her. Fresh word, fresh word, fresh manna, fresh manna. In fact, I see it. In fact, there's a smell of it. The smell of fresh, fresh baked bread is all over you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank That's right. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's good. Hallelujah. Let's let this sister right here through. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know Jesus, don't you? Amen. What's your name? Crystal. Crystal. Nice to meet you, Crystal. Crystal, I'm going to ask you. I, I probably won't ask anybody else this. Do, what, what do you, what, what would you like to see the Lord do? Visions. What would you like to see him do in your life?
1: since
0: Yeah. Some of it seems like it's out of reach. Huh? Like, I don't know how that would work. Huh? Well, how about let's pray this. Let's pray for wisdom and understanding to come to this. Because sometimes, then we're praying in one area, bring it to pass, but then if we're involved, do you see yourself in these visions? Do you see yourself in these dreams? Sometimes it's the thing that he's doing in you. And, boy, the spirit of wisdom and understanding unlocks. It unlocks the capacity of any seeds. Huh? You might be, but wisdom and understanding can sure cure it you know they can sure cure it yeah are you physically healthy yeah what do you got going on I think I could tell you but if you don't mind if you don't mind if it's not gonna embarrass you or anything like that or yeah well have you had that a long time are you anxious You don't manage stress real well? Yeah. Well, I think that's the cause of your stomach trouble. I'm just going to tell you. I think that's the cause of your stomach trouble. So we want to get rid of that today. Amen. Lift your hands up. Say, Father, I give you all the cares of my life. All my fears. Say this. Say, Father, I give you all my fears, all my hopes, all my dreams, all my future. Lord, if you called it. Then we're going to trust that you'll work it out. To work it out. I need wisdom. You said, to ask, you said to ask, and you'd give it to me. Yes. And not only do I need wisdom, I need understanding. What I don't need is more information. <laughs> I need revelation, I need you to do the talking. And I want you to sort this stuff out. What you're doing and what's just being worked up. Sort it out, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I want you to heal me of the stomach trouble because I'm giving you all my fears, all my stress, all my anxiety. (laughs) In the name of Jesus. Now, now, okay. I want you to hold your hands up. I'm gonna pray for you now. I'm gonna rebuke a bad spirit. Yeah. Well, I think this trouble here is a bad spirit too. In the name of Jesus, spirit of, of uh, you know the Bible says anxiety in the heart causes depression. Anxiety in the heart can cause all kinds of things. It's a it's an unrealized expectation. You've been you've been leaning so hard into those dreams, into those pictures, into those things but you're, you're frustrated, it's like I don't know what's going on with that, and it works you up instead of having peace, it's not leading you to a good end, that's why I think the wisdom and understanding is going to help you sort it out in the name of Jesus, hallelujah father I pray, put my hands on my sister right now, and I rebuke this thing that has attacked her whatever doorway it might have come in I command the spirit of fear, anxiety and stress to go all this worked up stuff we cast our care on You. We're not going to fret ourselves. We repent of fretting today, don't we? Amen. 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 We repent of fretting. What's well, a good biblical word, isn't it? That just identifies it all right there. Fretting. In that, say, I repent, of fretting, I repent of fretting, and I command it to leave. I, it to leave. I, have God, I have the peace of God, and I'm going to trust Jesus. Let me give you a little piece of my wisdom here. This is just practical pastoral wisdom. You know, you can't do any more than what's in front of you today. Sometimes we're worrying about all kinds of stuff, and all we got's today. So let's just, whatever God gave you today, be faithful in it. Don't worry about tomorrow. Matthew 6. That's right. <laughs> Amen. And so, you know, that's the thing. Sometimes we ministers, Pastor Ziggy can tell you, there's lots of lots of things God has told us. And we're like, boy, I don't know how that's going to happen. And if you're not careful. You get so frustrated of trying to figure out how that's going to happen that you forget about today. Well, hallelujah! I did not know that. Praise God. What a great place to go, huh? Yeah, that's exciting. Good luck on the haggis. Amen. Oh, there you go. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's pray over them. Come on up here, brother. Is it okay, Pastor? Am I okay? Okay. Praise God. What's your name? Russell. Russell. When are y'all leaving? Yeah, probably about five years. Five years. That's going to be awesome. Praise the Lord. So have you have you preached the gospel in other places? Oh, yes. Yeah. Music, youth, all that. Wow. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, we're happy for you. Praise God. Let's pray over you. Is there something you'd like God to do in your life? Back and neck issues praise God well let's let's believe for that everybody to stretch your hand out what's your name again Russell Russell father we pray for Russell and ask you to heal him of back and neck issues Lord we pray Lord that his uh, his spine will just get stretched out by the Holy Ghost and everything that needs to get released will be released every nerve Lord every uh, compaction every issue every injury arthritis or anything that might be present that the doctors can see, Father, we're going to look beyond that. We're going to get a hold of the promise of God that by Jesus' stripes we were healed. Because Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. He bore our griefs and carried our pains. Lord, they need to be well as they're about to embark in just a really a short time to go over to Scotland. And Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you bless them. Bless them with health. Bless them with strength. Bless them with provision. Bless them, Lord, with an opened effectual door. And, Lord, we pray that the ministry, Lord, will take off there in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. Lord, all the things that you've put in them that you're going to fulfill, Lord, we pray for that. And, Father, we believe that you're going to work out all the details. All they simply need to do is go and you fill it in. We bless them today in Jesus' name. We thank you for them. Thank you for these ministers of the gospel in Jesus' name, Amen. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. Praise God, Hallelujah. Thank y'all for letting us pray for you. Thank y'all for coming today. Hi, lift your hands up. Praise God. Lift your hands up, sister. Hallelujah. Go ha. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> keep that. Keep that smile on your face keep that smile on your face you keep that smile on your face you keep that in the name of Jesus God I thank you for this sister that drove all the way from over yonder all the way from Ohio right Ohio Yeah. thank you Jesus Lord I ask you to watch over her as she goes home Father I pray that she experiences the anointing when she gets home Lord, and that the company that came, Lord, that they'll continue to flow in the anointing. Lord, that things are getting prepared for a greater move of God there in Jesus' name. I bless her today. Thank you for this, sister. Thank you for this, sister. Thank you for this, sister. sister. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for her. No more, no more pain. No more hurting. No hurting for certain. Lord, we bless her today and ask you to heal, ask you to, to do a work of completion. Hallelujah. You know, there's a, there's a word in the Scripture that we use wrongly, in English a word called integrity. You know, integrity in the Scripture means that God brought all the pieces back together and made it whole. Well, praise God. That's what we pray today, that you bring all the pieces have been scattered you bring them back hallelujah you know you are a fruitful vine you know when I saw you about this time last year I could remember the Lord was telling you you're gonna bloom again and uh, you know it it didn't look that way but it's it is that way you are you have bloomed you're doing you know you're really actually doing better right now than you have at any other time hallelujah and you know, if you go by the way things look in the natural, you're probably, oh, I don't see how that's possible. No, it is. It's how it's happening. It's what's happening. And you know what? You're, you're, you're just beginning. You got your stride. You're just beginning. You're beginning to run. And listen, you're going you're to run. You're going to run the race. You're not going to stumble. You're not going to just slow walk. You're going to run the race. Hallelujah. I bless you. I bless you, Anna.
2: scripture in Hebrews chapter 12, that says aside every weight, every sin that so easily besets you. What I'm thinking of for you is laying aside
0: Mm-hmm. weight. Your weight has to do with arrows. Arrows have been shot at you. It is. There are arrows, heavy arrows that have been left there. And we're lay that aside. Every arrow, every time. We lay it aside. That is a good. That is good. That's right. You know, you were you you are you are not shot. You were shot, but you are not shot. You know, there's a difference. Hallelujah. We speak that over you today. Hallelujah. Praise. Praise you, Jesus, for this awesome woman of God. Man, I'm telling you, you don't realize what you carry. You really don't. You're really strong, too. Lord, I just pray over my sister today and ask you to bless her and fill her being with the Spirit of God. Lord, afresh at wave after wave. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for her, Father. Thank you for blessing her family. Thank you, Lord, for working out all the details. Lord, they're simply just going to walk it out. And Lord, as they walk it out, keeping their eye on Jesus, they can't help but grow closer together. They can't help but find deeper levels of of things with you and things with each other than they've ever dreamed Lord I see them full of laughter I see them full of joy I see them full of celebration I see them enjoying life and living good hallelujah and I see Jesus moving in your life to erase things that need to go away he's wiping some things away you know there are things it's not sins He's just taking the, the, the things that, that marked you and he's replacing the brand <laughs> with, his, with his brand. You are marked by the Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I bless her today. Thank you. Thank you for the man of God. Thank you for the woman of God. Thank you for this precious couple. Thank you for who they are. Lord, increase the measure on their life. Increase, increase the measure, increase the measure, increase the measure. measure. My God, you guys are going to be powerful. Y'all are powerful. Man, I mean, just in sync, in sync, in sync in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this, brother. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray over him right now and ask you to just do a work on the inside Lord I pray that you would just begin to cause him to see what you're saying from heaven in a, in a, in a new light Lord I, I see that there are things that have been said but they weren't said in the right light and Father I pray for you to repeat those things as he's standing in a different position Lord I think he's able to carry it He's able to bear it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, as you move toward the Lord, you're stepping away from some things. And that separation, you're in the midst of a law of separation. And God is working in you. He's identifying and pointing out things saying, yeah, that's not really going to help us. And uh, as you walk with him, you're going to find strength. He's positioning you in the year. Hallelujah. It's your year of completion. Your year of completion. Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We bless our sister right now. We pray over her right now. Bless her. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I'm putting my hands on you because I just feel the anointing just moving. It's the same thing that happened back there. I was touching you. God is just filling you. Just putting, putting something in you. In the name of Jesus. 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 Name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I also hear this, this word answers. Answers. Be a time of God answering things that are working in you that you've kind of wanted to make sure you connected all the dots you were just not unsure of i see a season of answers god's just going to bring some things to clarity so that you can move past this place and 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 go into the next season of your life hallelujah thank you father thank you for the anointed woman of god lord we bless her right now Lord, we thank you <laughs> and just a few days ago was the first day of the rest of her life amen We bless her. Thank you for her. May she grow in her grace, her calling, and her anointing, the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, let me she learn to use her equipment well, be greatly skilled in flowing in the anointing. And, Lord, she already is very well able. Father, I thank you. Lord, wake her up with those songs of the Lord. Stir her up. Call, Lord, out of the darkness that tries to come. Call. And give her that moment, Lord, where she can always answer and respond in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah! I'm telling you, I will say this over you: um, the Lord is is going to, uh, he's going to hold you steady. He's going to hold you. He's got you, and he's kind of pointing you, and he's kind of pushing you a little bit. And he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna be a, a real hands-on father to you. Hands-on father. Hallelujah. And some of that, I'm going to tell you, some of it you're going to buck up against them, but don't. You're going to say, I don't know, I don't know. I don't, I've never done it. Like, listen, don't do it. You've, you walk with God close. And you, you recognize this. He knows better than you do. His wisdom is higher than yours. His ways are higher than yours. His thoughts are higher than yours. When you're thinking, I don't know about that, listen, you listen to him. And make up your mind today that he, all he has to do is call my name. I'm moving. I'm going with him. I'm going with him. Because I'm telling you, Nikki Darkness tries to, to call. But you're going to answer differently. You're going to answer the voice of God. God God says, I am going to be there calling you into my marvelous light. And if you will, listen, your, your battle will simply be the settling. I've determined I'm going to answer his voice every single time. I'm not going to ignore him, I'm not going to act like he didn't say, I'm going to respond every time every time and boy i'm telling you, your life your life will be completely different hallelujah because you know what there's a lot of rooms that god wants you to occupy that you haven't been able to go in and listen they're your. they got your name on the door they got your name on the door there's things in there there's better toys in those rooms you've ever played with hallelujah jesus name jesus name jesus name lord thank you so much lord fill my sister right now let the holy spirit the hand of the lord come on her right now in jesus name out of her belly father give her divine experiences Where the Holy Ghost just comes upon her and shows her great and mighty things that she does not know. School her in the things of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah for the time that is to come. In the name of Jesus. Lord, all these hidden treasures of the Lord, these precious ones that are right here in the midst, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for them. Bless them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, we believe you right now for the touch of God. See, there it is, man. That's it. That's the, that's, the that's the touch. That's the touch. That's the touch. I want to say this to you. You are not lacking. You lack no good thing. I would encourage you, never, never, never look at your life and say, I'm, I'm missing this or I'm missing that. If I had this and if I had that, no, no, no. You are lacking no good thing. In the name of Jesus. 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 Boy, wow, that was a good word the other night. Praise God. I did not know you was about to, about to let the word go. Amen. <laughs> Mantle. No wonder. No wonder. Boy, that's, that, that goes right along with it. Hallelujah. Father, I pray you give her the tongue like the pen of a ready writer. Lord, let her. That's right. You let her experience. Lord, that, that filling of the mouth. Lord, all the prep that she does, Lord, uh, just just show her the streams and the flows of getting caught up in, in the ways that you would talk through her. And let her bring out truth and revelation. Let the opening of the ear happen. And faith to be born. In the name of Jesus. Change to be affected. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for the mighty woman of God. In the name of Jesus, touch her. Touch her. Touch her. In the power of your spirit out of her belly. In the name of Jesus. Lord, the next time she gets to go out witnessing, I pray for her to reap a a great harvest. See more souls saved the next time than she's ever seen in the name of Jesus. Lord, let her, let her have that big fishing expedition. Let her have that big one. Let her have that. It changes the paradigm. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Lord, I bless her right now. I pray for you to keep her strong and healthy. And overcome any weaknesses in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for Andrew, God. We put our hands on him right now. Lord, we ask you to bless him encourage him and stir him. I pray for him on the inside to get so stirred up. Lord, that the constant flow of the Word of God counseling and encouraging him stirs up on the inside of him. Lord, he is determined he's going to be led by the Spirit. And he's still exploring all that that means lord he's already been able to eat some meat and spit out some bones lord he's already learned some uh, some mighty things that have altered the course but father let him continue to learn those things i pray for a working knowledge to work on the inside of him in the name of jesus lord that you can put him in situations that he would normally lean in his mind Lord, that he would now hear in his spirit. Lord, that that those situations of life where he's making choices, Lord, that he would hear in the inside and it would ring with the counsel of God and he would learn to trust you to hold him up as he walks on the water. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for him to abide under sound and good counsel, stand under authority, and let all this get worked out as he grows, sharpens, and hones the skill In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, I pray that in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You know, Marissa, God knows your name. Do you know God knows your name? I'm telling you, I walked right in front of you and I heard that right in my spirit. He said, Tell her I know her name. You know how huge that is? I'm going to tell you how huge that is. It means you weren't named the wrong name. <laughs> you were named right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Thank you, Father.
2: Give her double Yeah. Yes, and Lord,
0: just start setting the stage for the next next move of God, the next revival. And set her set her at liberty. Or that you just have rearranged things and set them in another order where she can be free to be where she her heart is. That's your heart. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you know what the name Marissa means? I don't know. Huh, of the, of the sea, of the sea. Of the sea. Of the sea. You know, uh, the way I would think of that, you know, sometimes the Bible uses seas as a terminology of masses of people. God just plucked you out. God just brought you out. You're not in the sea of the people. You're in the camp of the Lord. You're a, you're a called out one. Hallelujah <laughs> And boy, you are unique. You are unique. I mean you really are. I mean honestly, there are things that work in you that are um, there, there are people around you that it just it works in the, the way you perceive, the way you think about life, the way you, it, it, it's inside of you. It's just, it's just different than people around you. It's deliberate. Because you're able to bring to the table a a different way that can help expand a vision. And God's going to hone that. He's going to use that. You'll be able to sit with others who see it one way and just throw out out a way. a, A way you see it. And it will enlarge. Where people are seeing narrow, you'll see a little bit bigger. It'll cause the picture to get bigger. And it will help to be the ingredient that God expands the vision hallelujah you are here on purpose and you are here for the right time And don't you ever let the devil talk you out of that either boy he will talk, try to talk to you all oh, did God really say oh no God said anytime that voice comes up in your head you need to automatically know God did say so I need to throw that voice out hallelujah because he would love to see you back in the sea We're not going there. We're not going to go back to the sea. Amen. you got a lot invested. Amen. That's right. Praise God. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you do a work in her. Lord, that cause those roots to even get deeper. And find the depth of nourishment. Lord, that, that that tree, that planting of the Lord that she is will flourish. And produce its fruit in the season. Even produce fruit in old age. Be fresh and flourishing all of her life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus'
1: name. Hallelujah. Amen.
0: Thank you, Pastor. Thank
1: God. Amen. You know, you know what the Lord told me, Marissa? He says, you're, you're, about ready to, you're about ready to receive and step into what you intended to step into on day one. But God says, it's, it's, it, and, and the devil has fought you harder now than ever before. Tried to get you to tell you, man, you just messed up. You wasted your time. Wasn't a waste of time. God says, you're about to step into what you came here for. Glory to God. Amen. You're not late, you're on time, amen. You're not late, you're on time, glory to God. But yeah, every, every battle that you've had to fight, everything you've had to face, I'm gonna tell you right now, the devil's gonna pay for every word that he spoke to try to stop what God was doing in you, amen. God says the enemy's gonna pay for what he tried to do to you. Thank God, amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. Sing this we say he won't fail. He won't fail. He won't. Amen. Sing this part. Rain came, wind blew my. Come on now. I'm safe. And I'm safe with you I'm gonna make it through. Rain came, one more time. Rain came, wind blew. My house was built on you. And I'm safe. Oh, I'm safe with you. I'm gonna make it through i'm gonna make it through my house was built on you i'm gonna make it come on now because i'm standing strong on amen it's about him isn't it hey will you trust your pastor today those of you that are part will you trust me today The Lord has. The Lord has. uh, The Lord is. Now, this isn't to. This isn't to uh, validate my ministry. And I'm. I'm going to let you go. Don't. Some of you'll get nervous right now. Michael especially. He's like, I've been fasting, man, for 18 hours. I gotta get out of here. No. Will you trust me? Now. We. We. I've. I've. I've led. I've led. Hundreds of extended revival meetings that have lasted from three months. Over a year where we've seen God pour out his spirit, and all from, from 1999 up until now. Y'all know, I mean, you, you, you all know me, and I know the environment. Listen, I got this is what God called me to revival. I want you to come back tonight. Right. Trust me now, and we do not, we do not walk by sight. I'm, I'm just telling you, because here's what the Lord told me. He said, I want you to anoint them tonight. I want you to anoint them tonight. And so tonight we're going to have an anointing service. It's not going to be like, I'm not going to get out the buckets. So don't, don't get concerned. Look <laughs> <And> he's like. <laughs> Usually I get out a bucket and we fill it up. But I mean, in the, in the yeah, amen. <laughs> I know we still got, in the revival meetings. But I heard the Lord tell me, now I don't know whether I'll preach or not tonight I don't know whether I'll do any kind of preaching or anything I don't know all I know is that we got to gather and tonight we're going to anoint you God here's what I felt like the Lord said the Lord said that uh, the anointing that he places upon you tonight is going to set the temperature for your year. It's going to set the pace. It's going to set the attitude. It's going to set everything for this year. And so what happens tonight is going to dictate uh, all that the Lord is going to do in you and through you for the coming year. But so- something's going to happen. Praise God. And so I want you to come. I've been trying to get out of it for the last 45 minutes, and there's just no way out of it. So, Because uh, I'm looking at y'all, and some of y'all are like, ooh. Uh, these, these are special meetings. That's why we come. You know, uh, this doesn't... We're not typically here till this time on a Sunday, but these are special meetings. We want to make sure Pastor Ben's leaving. We want to take, and we want to extract everything we can get. Now, everybody, you know, people need to go home. That's fine. You can go home, but, but we're going to... Let's come back tonight. Uh, what time should we come? Should we come at 5 or 6? Let's come at 6. Give you guys some time since we're getting out of here late. Let's gather together here at 6. Those of you that are... Uh, And listen, get the word out. Help me get the word out because no one knows we're coming back here uh, this evening. So get on Facebook, get on Instagram, get on Snapchat, get on the phone, go knock on some doors. Uh, Don't just invite someone to come, bring someone with you, Uh, bring someone with you. I I will tell you this, um, I wouldn't do this unless the Lord told me. Y'all know me. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I was trying to get out of it. I would like to go home and just rest. But uh, we're not going to do that, and this is the this is the waters that I navigate regularly. So trust that I'm not doing this out of the flesh. Praise God! All right, Father, thank you for what you've done, Lord. We're so grateful for Pastor Ben and Tammy, Lord. Let your blessing rest upon them. And gra- you know what I hear the Lord saying to y'all, Pastor Ben, Tammy. I hear the Lord saying he brought he brought y'all, and the reason why y'all were were stirred to come. Why there was that? Because the Lord said He was going to set the temperature for your year while you were here, and the the the, the Lord the Lord says there're going to be some things that are revived that have been dormant. They haven't been dead. God says they they've been in hibernation. The Lord says waiting for the proper time and for the proper season, and and, and God and God says there've been things and not that you said it you may not even set it out loud but just uh in in on the inside you've thought well you know some of these things have i neglected them did i neglect some things god did i miss something because i neglected it did i did i fail to uh, be a good steward over these parts that didn't seem to happen in the way that you uh that that, that i that i perceived that they would happen the way i envisioned them. By the spirit to happen. The Lord says, nah, he says you didn't miss it. He said they were they were asleep. He says they were in hibernation. The Lord says until now. But God says there will come out, the Lord says, out of that out of that place that seemed like it wouldn't produce, the Lord says it shall produce. And and God says this God says you're gonna realize some of the things that you believed were just for you. You're going to see how that God needed for y'all to be in the place where you're at, surrounded with the people that you're surrounded with. Because the Lord says He didn't just intend for those things to happen through you, but He intended for them to happen through them. Amen. And so uh this'll be a year of, of uh new beginnings in some areas, and definitely a time. Uh, this time that the Lord brought you here, definitely He brought you here not just to speak to us, but the Lord says to uh, to set the temp and to, and to, and to set the rhythm. God says for what's coming. So uh, we thank you, Lord. Bless them as they as they head back to Queen City, Texas. Keep your hand upon them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for taking them safely home. And, uh, Lord, uh, let let what they uh, take from here be unleashed on that church and bring them into a greater measure of the fire of your spirit than they've ever known before. In Jesus' name, everybody that believe it, it, said amen. I love you. Go in his presence. Before you leave, love someone because you do. I will see you back here 6 o'clock in Jesus' name.